Thank you for tuning in or streaming or downloading Blooming Out on WFHB 91.3 FM in Bloomington, Indiana. I'm Melanie Davis, and I am joined in studio by the wonderful Christy Crandall. And you've been on the show before. Uh, you were a guest host back in the summer sometime, wasn't it? Yep. Early it fall. August or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, welcome back, and thank you for playing. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. It's lovely. Uh, now... Last night, I saw you out at, I almost said Players Pub. I want to say that because oh, we were playing. Yeah. But the venue is Sleeper's on, Bar. Sleeper's Bar up on North Walnut. Yeah. Cascade Inn. It's Cascade Inn. It's right on the corner of the building, and it's a nice, intimate little place. And it was just a great, a great little, well, it's not a little concert. It was three hours long. It was fantastic. Thank so, you. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm, I'm pleased to be here. And you're going to be doing a hybrid sort of thing here i think today we're going to do um a guest host slash musical accompaniment and all sorts of you're just everything right now <laughs> i'm a utilitarian guest you are a swiss army knife of guests <laughs> that's right we are not going to be joined for the next week at least maybe maybe we'll have justin back next week but cal and justin are out today obviously and we will survive somehow, but we miss you all. So take care on and drive safe and doing all the things you're doing. Apparently, Cal's trying to avoid some shutdowns on 465. Yeah. 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 But yeah, this is great. And we do have a lot of news, but also going on right now, halfway through uh, what's going on right now is Shelly Yoder is having her kickoff at Switchyard. And Shelly Yoder, for people who don't know, and if you're listening to this, you should know, Shelly is, she is our uh, state senator, and she's going to be running for uh, her position again this year. And this is her kickoff party. So we're going to have a little something from her later, because um, I got to interview her in her car. <laughs> and we've got tons of other news to get through. There's, it, it's been a busy week, and I'm sorry that uh, and Justin and Cal are going to miss it. Do we want to start with good news? I kind of want to start with good news. Uh, no, not Florida. <laughs> God no. <laughs> sorry, that that's 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 one I can't I can't do. 
It just came from there. Don't go there. Well, and yeah, you are going to be, you've got a house down there. Yep. We're going back to sell it. We're, we're emptying ourselves of Florida. <laughs> Divesting. Yes, we're ready. Get out. Get out before it's too late. And you live in Brown County, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, we've, uh, my spouse and I have moved to Brown County, Marion, and we're, you know, I bought my parents' house. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're enjoying it. We're reconnecting. I'm reconnecting. I grew up there. So I'm reconnecting with old friends and making all new friends here at WFHB. I'm really loving this. You were here all day today, weren't you? Yeah. I was working on the, the engineering with the, the band. Namby Pamby, and they were good. And now they are playing at the Bishop tonight? Tonight at 10 p.m. I guess the show starts at 9. They're, they're going to have a warm-up act, and then they'll be coming on. They're really worthwhile. They're excellent. Am I going to have to go to another bar? <laughs> I think so. I think so. This is going to become a habit, I think. It's weird. Well, could be worse. <laughs> this band is excellent. You, would, you won't be sorry. Alyssa was saying, oh, is Nambi Pam coming on? Because I said that you were coming on, but I, I said, oh, our guest is going to be in the studio already. And she was like, oh, is, is it Nambi Pam? I'm like, I don't know. And then I went and looked them up and I was like, no, but they sound great. And they're from Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. Indiana so, band, just uh, starting out. And, and that, it's so exciting when they're just fresh and new. Bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah. So check them out if you're available tonight and don't check Florida out. <laughs> but <laughs> we we reported on I'm going to do Florida anyway because I'm kind of angry about it. We reported on yeah last week Florida allowed a trans student to play on the women's volleyball team, and their the kids had an uprising uh, when they were told that they couldn't do that, and five school staff members and the principal resigned over the hell that was rained down upon them by the state. And uh, the students staged a walkout, which is fantastic. I mean, go kids, right? Yeah. Heck oh, yeah. 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 They're not going to take it. I know what's right. The update is the school is just fined $16,000 uh. by the state for allowing this trans student to play on the volleyball team. So, <sighs> that's Florida. So, um, you know, so much for uh, education first, right? It kind of makes me want to buy one of those big trucks that gets really bad gas mileage and drive it everywhere just so that warm, global warming will <laughs> speed up and drown Florida. Um, it's happening, believe me. The hurricanes <laughs> are, and the everything are going to take care of it anyway. I just feel sorry for the alligators and the That's true. puma and all those things down there. They're going to have to migrate. I hope so. But they, they got to migrate to like Alabama and, and Mississippi and uh, Georgia. There's a lot of swamps in those areas, however. Yeah. I just, I hate for, I hate to see them lose habitat. And the manatees. What's going to happen to them? We should all adopt manatees. Anyway, that's getting off topic. <laughs> um, but Florida, Florida was in my mind and um, I wanted to do a little update of that. There was another little article about... Um, Middle school students were attacking the Moms for Liberty group. You know, when middle school students can trounce you, you're not standing on firm ground. But they're not really standing on firm ground anyway. We also reported on how one of the founders from Moms for Liberty and her husband are embroiled in not just controversy, but in criminal activity with an alleged rape and of a person who is in their throuple. The husband was a... Uh, is head of the GOP, I believe, in Florida. or Was? 
maybe was. Yeah, yeah was head- way up in the GOP in Florida. And she's chairman of the Moms for Liberty in her county. I forget. Uh-huh. But was one of the founders from Moms for Liberty Period? originally. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that hypocritical? It's like, I, you know, and it seems to follow that kind of, that there, there's that narrative throughout history, right? You know, we have, uh, who is the head of the FBI? Chad Groover. That guy. You know, and, and all his shenanigans. Because it's before eleven o'clock, and I can't say the <laughs> the word that I want to. But it starts with that, and and it moves on down the ages. The guy who was the architect and the author of the Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill is in prison for three years because of some things that he did too. And I need to do a little bit more research on that. But that was like last year that he got in trouble for that. And Shelly and I were talking about that a little bit. I'm, I'm using her first name because you know we're like buds and stuff, but. <laughs> There's this narrative of deflection that happens. Yeah, it's okay if they do it, but if we do it, or, you know, but as long as they're against it. Right. Even if they do it, they're against it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is that I was, I was for it before I was against it, or I was against <laughs> it before I was for it. There's no shame, you know? There's no shame in that, which is terrible. Yeah. Why on earth do we have to hear these narratives? And And that's, again... I'm sorry I'm stumbling because there's so many things I want to kind of weave into this, right? And I I haven't had the chance because it's kind of new in my brain and they're all kind of circling around in there like it's in a big tornado. No offense, hearts go out to the people who were affected by the tornadoes. I wanted to say that too. But my brain has its own. And the way that we tell stories in our society, humans aren't really ruled by logic. We're ruled by stories. We're ruled by narratives. And not only do we have to endure narratives that are put out there, these these things that um, come out of thin air almost, right? When we have accusations against our community that just seem ridiculous, or you can watch them on TV being made up, right? Those narratives are strong because they play on people's uh, uh fears or you know rage or outrage you know they're they're really tugging on the heartstrings and what does that say about the world that we live in and how we move through it and how our own narratives how important they are to hear back in the 90s you know when a lot of people were still very closeted when our community was still very um embattled but in a historical aspect, you know, we we were coming out of decades and decades, centuries of embattlement into ourselves, as opposed to now when we're trying to face this backlash. But what got us out of those decades and centuries of of oppression was our narratives coming out. You know, we had our stories and there were people who everybody knew, like Ellen, uh, Will and Grace, we had stories coming out like Queer as Folk, which was a little more niche, right? But it had a lot of popularity. When we were able to tell our stories, when our stories were able to be truly heard, people started to understand better. And now we're having these false narratives thrown at us again. And, you know, we need to fight back with our stories again. Because maybe we got a little complacent. Maybe we got a little comfortable and it wasn't the right time to. It's like two steps forward and one step back, you know? It's a horrible dance. Yeah. At least it's two steps forward and only one step back. We hope. Right. So 
<laughs> you gotta you got your guitar up like you want to play again. Well, you know, whenever you're ready, say the word. <laughs> I'm ready when you say. So this next song that you're gonna play, I know you've got several that uh you played last night. Uh you played a lot of covers which were really interesting takes on the originals, and that was lovely. Thanks. But then you you of course have tons of originals. Well, I wish I had tons, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And Sarah has a lot, too. I played with Sarah Flint last night, so that was fun. Yeah, we have to mention her. But um, I do have uh, a couple, and I was going to play the one that my spouse, Marion, and I wrote together. Oh, that, okay. When we first met. And <laughs> do you want to set it up? Sure. It was kind of a, it's a story about a health condition I have. <laughs> and usually I ask for audience participation, but you can imagine. My, my, my sciatica. No? Okay. <laughs> but you'll get the hang of it, okay? Okay. All right. The block breathing blues every time that I snooze starts with a snore, makes problems galore. I just get to dozing and my airpods are closing. My brain gets to work, wake up with a jerk. No sleep will make you go berserk. Got the block breathing blues. So there's a machine, strange as it seems, helps me get to. With a hose and it comes with a mask It's a pain But at least I won't gasp Men look funny I'm a horse head honey Got the block breathing blues I got the block breathing blues Nothing to lose But my block breathing blues You can snort out It's a CPAP machine. Continuous positive air pressure keeps me breathing regularly. Most folks take breathing for granted, but we can't. Hose granted. Man, look funny. I'm a horse and honey. Got the block breathing blues. I got the block breathing blues. Nothing to lose, but my blood.
spouse, partner, girlfriend, whatever, that you have sleep apnea. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. You know how hard that was not to laugh through the whole thing? (laughs) Well, it's good to laugh, right? It's it's my great fun audience participation. (laughs) I still feel guilty doing the snoring over it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I loved it. Good job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I had a uh I had some sleep apnea for years. I was really, 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 really overweight for a long time and that contributed to it. Um but apparently I actually lost that, although people still tell me I sleep funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of embarrassing, you know, when you have that stuff going on and you have to tell a, a new a new potential girlfriend or whatever that Yeah. So anyway, that song came out of it. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yay. Oh. And when does your album come out? Oh, <laughs> well, nah. The main thing is just that, you know, I'm trying to get myself established here in the music scene and meeting more musicians and enjoying it, playing out at Sleepers and, you know. And you do that like once a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to do it once a month. Except for January coming up. Yeah. And then go back to Florida, cellar house. And then when you come back from Florida in February, February 15th, 15th. I'll be uh, Sarah and I will be playing again. Yeah. And those are great shows. Thanks. Sleepers is a great little pub. It is. It's cute. It's just kind of a real, you know, kind of an intimate setting and and very welcoming. And Sleepers is a great guy. Uh, You played like this little ditty that was, you wrote a, a, commercial for them basically oh yeah that was sarah sarah wrote a commercial for him and we need to get that you know get a like a the chords and everything so we can play it for real on a i recorded part of it oh good most of it and i put that up on facebook oh cool that's awesome Uh, thank you because i was like oh this is clever this is cute um i didn't know what i could put up but i wanted to get something up on facebook because I don't know. I, I think more people need to be exposed than can fit inside Sleeper's Bar. Good point. But this summer, they have a patio out back, right? Are you thinking about doing patio shows? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sleeper's also, you know, having more people come out and play. Like I know the Hoosier, this newly formed Hoosier Music Association is doing shows there on Tuesday for songwriters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be doing one next Tuesday. That looks good. So it's something to look at. Look at their calendar. They're on Facebook, I think. They're on Instagram. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. And they might actually have that video up because I airdropped it to them before I left. Cool. Uh, So Instagram, Sleepers, and I'm not sure if they're on anything else. But it was a great show. Thank you. And I was going to say something about another song that you did that ties in with what's coming up. 
Um, maybe you can perform that after we do the, uh, the Shelly Yoder interview. I kind of want to go into that right now. Oh, the Shelly. Okay. The Shelly interview. Yeah, but um, do we have that ready to go on? In the next installment of Interviews in Cars. With Queens. <laughs> yes. And I have with me, or she has me. I'm in the passenger seat this time. Mm. Um, Shelly Yoder. She is our Bloomington area. And what are what is your whole area? To be clear, we are not driving. No, we are not driving. We no. are sitting. We are parked, having this conversation in, in very, my car. Exactly. In a very calm manner. Yes. It's everything's the car is in mm-hmm. park. We are safe. We are here to celebrate a launch of a re-election to serve the amazing people of Senate District 40 in the Indiana State Senate. Yay! And you would be the person who would be doing the representing. Yes, it is me, but the campaign is a we. Absolutely. People, wherever I go, they will pull me aside and they'll say, how do you keep doing what you do up in Indianapolis at that state house? How do you find the will to keep going up there? And I say, because I take you with me. Mm. I, I am motivated. I am filled with joy. I am filled with more conviction because of the people of Senate District 40. And I feel that power and that empowerment when I go to the state house. So it's a campaign of we. Do you hear that, people? It's you, too. It's not just her. I mean, she is the voice. She is the person who is standing in there and actually representing. I mean, there are a lot of people who get elected mm-hmm. and they go and they do their thing. And they're not actually representing the people. We were talking about that a little bit. Your kickoff mm-hmm. is going to be here at Switchyard. It is at Switchyard. And as we're as we're talking, people are getting ready inside. And that's kicking off at 5, right? 5 to 7, yes. Right now, you're going to be hearing this at around uh, 6.10-ish. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I tell you. Right? Puzzle down. <laughs> you can meet some great people and be reminded that there are more of us who want to stand up celebrate mm-hmm. of the progressive values, the possibility that every single individual, not just a lucky few, but every single person who lives in Indiana can feel like they have the support, mm. the the desire and people's belief in them to fulfill their wildest dreams. We need every single person mm. feeling that way, living that way believing in an Indiana where that's possible. That is a hard task. That might be harder than standing up there and talking in front of It is. It, I mean, it, it's, it's hard, but what is that saying? Anything that's uh-huh. not hard is worth doing or something like right. that, something cheesy like that. But I was listening to a podcast. I mean, how many times have you heard that? But um, <laughs> the, the phrase was uh, about American democracy is hard work Mm -hmm. and it is unfulfilled. We have to take each and every one of us getting engaged, getting involved. And this campaign is a reminder of the things we can do when we are together and we do not back down to bully. Amen. Amen. And last year I got to see you more up close than usual. Mm -hmm. And, and that's exactly what you do in the state house. You know, I, I heard your arguments they were clear and cogent and they were rooted in people mm-hmm. first, you know, and putting your constituents needs out there and first and considering them as opposed to policy first or politics first. And that's inspiring in itself. So thank you for that. Melanie, people do say 
Is it worth the work? Is it worth the effort? What can you get done as a progressive voice in Indianapolis? And let me remind people, we got two bills passed. It is remarkable to get a bill hurt. Mm -hmm. We didn't just get it hurt. We got two passed. One, increasing access to birth control so people can actually plan when they want to become parents. The other is reducing the amount of work and hardship placed on older adults in Indiana and those living with long-term disabilities to be able to access nourishing food. Yes. Pass that bill. So these are important pieces of legislation that make a difference in people's lives and improve their lives. They're already busy at work, but now they can actually really focus on how they're going to improve their lives. Yeah. And make Indiana better. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we want? Amen. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going over with a friend of mine, some of your legislation that you've introduced, including stuff like from last year. Last year was this, well, I'll say this past year was horrific for mm-hmm. so many reasons, but there were bright spots mm-hmm. too. And without giving anything away, mm-hmm. what does your uh, proposed legislation kind of deal with this year? Can you give like general areas? I'm giving it all away. Oh. I mean, there are no secrets here. Uh, we are going to be working really hard to stop an unconstitutional tax of menstrual collection products. Mm. People who menstruate actually pay more in this state. It's already an expensive state to live in mm. and wages are not keeping up every mm. single county. But one, it has now you know, not kept up with the wages throughout the country. Uh, but people who menstruate pay a higher price. And it is time that we remove the taxation on menstrual collection products. Indiana is just one of 21 states that continue to do that unconstitutional practice. And it's far beyond time to, to repeal that tax. So that's a bill that we're going to be working on and hopefully get even some more traction and get that into law in Indiana. We're also going to be working on repealing Senate Bill 1. Let's just, I want to remind people that we were the first state to ban access to health care. Mm-hmm. And then, that was in 2022, then they doubled down and, and increased the ban to health care even more. So how did that happen? Here's why. When you ban access to health care, whether that's access to abortion care or ban access to gender-affirming care, mm-hmm. that is a ban of health care for everyone. It impacts Every single individual's access to health care and affordability of health care across the board, mm-hmm. whether you're going to need to see a cardiologist or a neurologist, these fields of medicine connect and Indiana is leading the way in banning health care for its citizens. It seems, um, I hate to use the term insane, but really it, it, that's the only thing I can think of right now, to consider doing that to the, the citizens of your own state. Mm -hmm. to taking away something that people have been accessing for decades, and that includes gender-affirming care, Mm -hmm. but to repeal freedom and the narrative that gets spun is is working in some ways. How do we break that narrative? How do we bring it back to showing people that this this is for everyone? I think the bottom line is, Politician, mind your own business. <laughs> I mean, that's really, Indiana sort of stood for that. I had someone say, Indiana's an I state. And I thought what they meant was independent, mm. you know, independent minded, you know, mind your own business, love your kids, find work that's fulfilling. Mm. And, and we are a state that 
inspires that kind of work ethic and ideal. But what they meant was, no, it's just one of those I states that like Illinois, Iowa, that people just forget about. And I said, whoa, time out. Mm. That is interesting. I want to get, I want to envision an Indiana that is about standing up to bullies and reminding bullies, mind your own business. People have the right to love who they love, be who they are. And there's nothing wrong to not liking it. Go on and live your own life. Right. But just stay out of other people's business. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I don't want to keep you. You've got got to get in there really soon. Uh, This will be playing. You've got, it looks like you've got a whole raft of stuff that you're going to be putting together uh, for this. Oh, so I didn't even get through all of the legislation. So just to go back, we're also Mm -hmm. going to be doing some addressing food injustices. Mm. Um, I do have a bill that I'm working on that creates a tax incentive for first generation farmers. Getting Mm. into the vocational farming is very difficult for people who don't have what you would say, you know, generations of farming. And for BIPOC individuals uh, who, you know, who came out uh, for so many uh, generations of legacies of farming and that simply, uh, you know, has been erased in the state of Indiana. Although we do have some amazing black farmers in Indiana and we have one speaking tonight. So if you get down here, if you're listening to this, come down and hear our amazing lineup of speakers. We have State Senator J.D. Ford will be speaking tonight. We have Lauren McAllister, an amazing farmer in, up from Ellettsville. She's going to be teaching us up with some really good things. And we have the Claussons here. Yay. And they will be sharing and introducing me. So it's going to be a great okay. evening, an exciting evening. But again, I need everyone involved because the campaign is a we campaign mm-hmm. and it's going to make a difference in the message that we send loud and clear to the state house in Indiana. That's perfect. I couldn't have said it better, but it, it's going to take all of us. It will take all of us. Well, thank you so much. Thank for- you. I hope to see everyone down there. Yes. Yes. Come to switch our brewery five to seven and launch I might this just, campaign together. I might put this on play and come down myself. Excellent. <laughs> AI can be helpful in some way. It'll be, it frees um, up time. That's right. Automated uh, playtime. So you can come and celebrate with us. Thank you so much. And best of luck. I don't think you need luck because your message is so clear and so strong. And I, I wish nothing but the best and to get a yard sign at some point. So. Absolutely. <laughs> we will definitely make sure there's a yard sign in Melanie Davis's yard. Yes. And anyone else who wants one, we've got yard signs and t-shirts. So come on down or reach out if, you know, we're busy people. Where can they find you? And they're work, we're working multiple jobs. They can reach out to Shelly Yoder at me.com. Great. And it's with an I. It is with an I. I know. I <laughs> That my my parents, sweet as they are, did me no favors. Shelly with an I, S H E L L I Y O D E R at me dot com. You know, maybe that's what they meant by it's an I stage. <laughs> it's a Shelly with an I stage. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, take care. It's it's been wonderful, and um, we'll have to get you on the show at some point too. I listen to the to your show. Oh, it, right. It inspires me, especially when I'm driving back and forth. I always put it on and just 
I'm moved, I'm inspired, and it gives me a little motivation to keep. I I couldn't, I, you know, I, I couldn't say goodbye. <laughs> it was kind of one of those, the Midwestern goodbyes, right? And we were having such a great time, but she had a show to go to. And I hope that some of y'all caught that. Uh, we we kind of did the campaign ad in the car, um, but we're going to have Shelly back on the show and ask her some of the tough questions because a lot of the things she brought up are coming up and they're very serious. Um, while this was playing, we were talking about it in the studio and um, Christy's got a, a song that you wrote that relates to the the stripping of that health care. Do you want do you want to talk about Yeah. Um you know, I remember walking on the beach the morning or the evening or whatever when I heard that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died and I was like, Oh my God, we are in such trouble. And sure enough, it happened. Mm-hmm. And now women have been stripped of their right to control their own body. And I was so upset that I um you know, this song came to me because uh, I was a, a teenager once and experienced something like this, except Roe v. Wade was in place for me. Mm-hmm. And this song is written from a perspective of a young woman here today and uh, in the current situation. And so this is my song, my sadness for Roe v. Wade being gone. barely 16 puked my guts out in the sink I wonder what made me sick then I saw two lines on the stick six weeks on before I knew stayed already control I had no say my body was no longer mine and I wish it would us just go away my life had just begun no one asked me what I wanted too young to be a mom
as if it's not hard enough already. This, um, these restrictions, these increased attacks on our liberties and and futures and personhoods. You know, when your individuality is stripped from you by the ultimate authority in your area, your state, your country. How wretched and how how um, debased do you have to be to stand up and talk about being for freedom and liberty and justice and and strip people of their right to their own bodies? So this is the future fight. It's the current fight, and it's not just here, and it's not just for. Uh, for people who are pregnant, it's also for in Italy. We have um, a story coming out, and we we kind of knew it was coming. Italy's Prime Minister Georgia Maloney, no relation to me, thank God, I hope, and her government have been anti-LGBTQ since they stepped foot in the door, and they have promised a crackdown across the nation, kind of mirroring the rhetoric of what our right-wing government has been saying, what Russia has been saying and doing now. And now it's really starting to to take off. So a couple, Chiara and Christine, they're already mothers of a six-year-old, Arturo. And Christine is now pregnant with the couple's second son uh, due early next year. So they want to have kids, they are parents already. But when Kiara wants to put herself onto uh, Arturo's birth certificate, she's not the biological mother. And so there was a fight. And now the government is going to be stripping her of her right to have a family, of her parental rights. And they're fleeing Italy. They have to leave their country. Like the woman in in uh, Texas who had to flee Texas in order to get a life-saving abortion. And not just life-saving. I mean, the, the fetus, the fetus is not viable. And yet Paxton, that word I can't say before 11 p.m., was going to go after the doctors and her husband if she went through and had the abortion that is necessary. And now, you know, we have parents being stripped of their parental rights. We had that in America, too. It still happens. Trans people who are biological parents, even ones who give birth and others who who don't, who are stripped of their parental rights simply because they're trans. And it happened to gays and lesbians before that. And it's making a resurgence. Unfortunately, look for that here again. We're, we've already been talking about how couples, same-sex couples who want to adopt are having to once again fight. Um, Frankie and Kelly, Frankie, who is the, the former host here who passed, and his husband Kelly adopted a lot of kids, and they were great parents, and they had to fight Indiana to do that. And actually, as far as I know from case law and from what our lawyer said, I was the first custodial, you know, trans custodial parent who had primary custody in the state. And that's really recent. These attacks on our rights as individuals, our rights to live our lives as we see fit. You know, you're a parent of two as well. It was scary uh, bringing up my two sons in Florida. I mean, for the first 20 years, well, until they were 18, I was always worried that the state would try to take them, mm-hmm. you know, because there was a horrible case back in the 90s of a 
lesbians losing her custodial parent right to her husband, who was a convicted murderer and just gotten out of jail for murder. You know, in Pensacola, that was a case, and it was just, like, so scary how anti-LBGTQ that state is and was. Went through a little bit of a moderate, more moderate state, and then now it's going back. Well, riding that wave of authoritarianism. Yeah. And it's not even really popular conservatism. It's imposed. Even the conservatives I know, yeah, the ones in my family, they don't believe in any of this. This is really not a, a populist movement. It's, a, it's an imposition. But they're still voting for it. But they're still voting for it. So at some level, they're all for, oh, it's their team. You know, yes. our team wants this. Our team does this. Rah, rah, rah. Um, and, and that's not okay at all. There's, speaking of Florida, uh, there's a little blurb from the debate, the latest debate from Ron DeSantis talking about, well, some of the things that, same things he's been pushing forever, right? Let me see if I can cue this up. He didn't respond to the criticism. It wasn't about the parents' rights education bill. It was about prohibiting sex change operations on minors. They do puberty blockers. These are irreversible. Talk to Chloe Cole. She went through this. Now she's an adult. She's warning against it. She may never be able to have kids again. That is what Nikki Haley opposed. She said the law shouldn't get involved in that. And I just ask you, if you're somebody that's going to be the president of the United States and you can't stand up against child abuse, how are you going to be able to stand up for anything? That That is the truth. We have it it on video. So it's child abuse. It's child abuse to get health care for your child. Plus, that's not even true. I mean, that's a lie. It it is a lie. Yeah. And uh, all of it is a lie. And that's what I mean. Those narratives, they get pushed. It it doesn't have to be the truth. It just has to be a story that evokes an emotion. And if you have outrage, if you have anger, if you have fear, then, you know, you can be led around like a bull with a ring in your nose. And people are. That's something that's just been eating at me is how how do we create an atmosphere where we can hear everybody's voices because honestly if we had the support and we have had the support over the past few years people have been much more accepting in general how do we get back there but you know this is going to backfire again in indiana these actions had backfired already when we had rifra and all of a sudden, companies started pulling out, economic opportunity dwindled, and that's where their minds, hearts and minds really are, folks. It's not saving the kids, it's money. Let's cancel Bud Light, let's, you know, uh, cancel Disney, let's destroy all these companies uh, who are woke, who are awake. And if that's where it goes, well, then economic pressure is what's going to bring humanity back in a culture that is based on capitalism and capitalist values not to get you know all up in arms it's too early in the afternoon for for talk of social upheaval but we're here and um and even now we're already starting to see it in these states who are passing laws companies are not investing in them it's it's backfiring it's not as loud as it was during the rifra argument but it's still happening we're still here. Tell me what RIFRA is. It's the Religious Freedom Act. I can't remember the whole thing. It allows religious 
yeah. and companies to claim they have a religious reason to uh, discriminate against. Exactly. Wow. And not just companies, but you know, they wanted they were worried about oh, are Catholic priests going to be forced to perform uh, same sex weddings? How I, that doesn't even make sense, but that's what it was, okay. and it was draconian, and so they ended up having to repeal it in Indiana, and we're seeing that same kind of push again. Like you didn't learn your lesson the first time, and they're going to have problems. Um, Indiana is not a leader in anything really, and. And we're we're going to have to course correct. So vote. <laughs> uh, go out and learn about Shelley's platform. Uh, learn about your representatives' platforms and um, and get involved. We're going to have more information on that later, but it's a little bit too late for that now. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, I really enjoyed it. Anytime. And uh, there are a couple other songs that you gotta you gotta sing for us too at okay. some point. <laughs> Pets on the bed. Pets on the bed is my favorite. <laughs> that was great. Sport with Blooming Out is brought to you by Blooming Foods Co-op Market, Bloomington's community-owned cooperative grocery, supporting local farms and businesses. Since 1976, owned by over 8,000 residents across Monroe County and beyond, Blooming Foods offers local, healthy, sustainable, and environmentally sound products. Bloom Foods East is located at 3220 East 3rd Street by College Mall, and Bloom Foods Near West is located at 316 West 6th Street near the square. Get more information at bloomingfoods.coop. Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by me, Melanie Davis, and Kate Young. Our engineer is Alyssa Gray for Blooming Out and WFHB. I'm Melanie Davis. Remember, we're here, we're queer, and we refuse to live in fear. That's take, right. <laughs> take the power back, people, and good night.